Hey, welcome to this special episode of Hope and Struggle. I've got a really cool recording I want to share with you from a weekly Bible Babes call. So the Bible Babes is a women's ministry that is full of an eclectic group of women that want connection with other women that are zero drama, zero judgment, that love Jesus and want to go a little deeper. And I even have many women in there that aren't 100% sure what they believe. They just know they want that type of connection that has parameters and rules, and they want the freedom to connect via text, freedom to connect via app. They want the freedom to connect within a private membership site. They want to have live calls each week. They want to be able to do all of those things or pick and choose which ones they, which ones they want and which ones they can do. God put it on my heart to create this actually the October before Lee passed. I had no idea he was going to pass, but it has been such a fun and cool and vibrant and beautiful place where we get to talk about all kinds of things. Some of our calls have guest speakers. Some of our calls, we talk about consumer reports, which is where we talk about things we purchased and why we like it or why we don't like it. We have a lot of Bible study. We have a lot of different Bible studies that you can even choose from if you don't want to do the one or can't do the one we're doing at the time. But it is a beautiful place where we pray and we connect. And you guys, the stuff we talk about It's the way a safe women's group should be. So let me share today's episode with you. This one was on the topic of anxiety. The women that you will hear on here are in the community, but the one you'll hear most is Michelle Michaud. She is my babe for the babes and my right-hand girl and loves, loves putting together training, teaching, Bible studies, and just sharing the Word of God with other women. She's uniquely equipped for this. She's been through so many things that has brought her to share God's Word with you, and I want to share that with you today. Let's go. Hey, guys. Hey, Brenda. Good morning, ladies. There I am. <laughs> hey, Brenda, I love your new colors, the yellow and the pink and all oh, that. It's so pretty. It's really, really pretty. It's so bright and cheerful. I saw it this morning on Facebook. Hi, Nancy. Welcome, welcome. See, Nancy's on here. <laughs> so glad you were here, Nancy. I'm happy to see you. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Yay! Good, how are you? <laughs> Good. Loretta bugged me to get on. So is Loretta even on yet? Hmm? Not yet, but listen, I have her number. We can... Uh-huh. uh-huh. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> hey, Cindy. Hi, Julie and Lisa. Look, we get two Brendas. That's pretty amazing. So, Nancy, do you want to be on Slack? I know you've heard me talk about it before, and I'm sure Loretta's talked about it. If you do want to be on Slack, just let me know, and I can send you an invite, and then you can be part of that community as well. What is that? It is It is an app that we use. Let me just pull it up. Okay, so it's an app that we use, and it's how I think there is like 37 of us on there, and just how we communicate. We have announcements. We have what is upcoming, um, what is happening. Like I just posted at the end of August, like what we're doing in September. We have celebrations where we celebrate birthdays and births of people and grandkids and all that kind of stuff. We have one that's called food where we just kind of throw out some recipes and some different things. 
We have a health and fitness. We have just a prayer channel. So these are all different channels that you can go into. We have our different, like our evening Bible study. That's how we communicate. So it's just kind of how we can communicate with each other in a smaller setting. So it is just so fun and so easy. We used to have a different program, but this one is really nice because we can all just have it separated out. We can see each other and talk to each other. So if that is something that you want to do, Nancy, or anyone that's listening later, just send me a text and just say, hey, I'm a babe. This is my name. I want to be on Slack. That's the easiest way for me just to text an invite to you. Michelle, would you mind sending that to her on our chat? That's what I was just going to ask you if you can send that. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Well, welcome, guys. Look, there's Loretta, Nancy. Loretta, I knew you were coming. I knew it. She graced us with her beauty. Oh, yeah. In case you feel awkward or a little bit stressed, Nancy and Loretta are very good friends, and they're allowed to bicker amongst themselves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I love them, love them so much. And I'm happy that y'all pushed each other to get on. Nice shirt, by the way, Loretta. So, you guys, let's go ahead and just start the way. Thank you, Nancy. The way that we always should with the prayer I want you to take a deep breath in before like Michelle and I kind of get into what we've got going for you. And I just, I just want you to know how much we love you and that we're thankful for you. So as we go into this time, just take a deep breath in for me. And then I want you to exhale it as slowly as you can. I'm going to walk you through that one more time. Here's what I want you to do. Fill up your lungs completely like when you can take no more breath in. So inhale through your nose for me. Fill it all the way up, like even take a little bit more in, hold it. And then I want you to exhale five, four, three, two, one. And we're going to do that one more time. Deep breath in, pull it all in, roll your shoulders up, back and down, hold that breath, open up your lungs and then exhale eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, Jesus, I come before you with a calm heart. Some of us, that's so hard to do when we're, we have our list of to-dos and we have all the things that we know we need to get done or that we feel obligated or, or convicted to get done. Lord, I pray most of all that we can come to you first thing in the morning, anytime we think of it, but to give you that time, Lord, you give us everything, the breath in our lungs. You give us everything, Lord God. And sometimes it's a struggle for us to give you any time. Please forgive me of that when I don't do that. But Lord, I just, ask that you would just send your Holy Spirit, Lord, as we come to you, all of these sisters together, uniting, trying to come to you in in the way that we come to you in our minds, Lord, bringing ourselves into your presence. Jesus, I praise you. I just always think about in Revelations where it says that, you know, those angels will be singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. If that is what they're saying, that is what I want to repeat You say, if we don't praise you, that even the rocks will cry out. Lord, oh my gosh, I love you. I praise you. You are creator. You are Yahweh. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the healer. You are the provider. You're our living hope. You are the sacrificial lamb, Lord, that that risked everything for us. While we were still sinners, Lord God, you risked everything for us. And you did the hardest thing ever for us. Lord, thank you. We're so unworthy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I just praise you. And I never want to make light of that. I never want to just pass over it. I want to each day just remember what you've done for us. 
Lord, I love you. Please forgive me of my sins as I come to you. Lord, I just pray today, you've got on my heart this whole idea of being worried about the things that don't matter. Lord, please allow us to shed the world's agenda and just pick up and take on what it is that you want. Lord, and your Bible just repeats over and over and over again. It's about love. It's about loving others. It's about your will. It's about finding out more and more about your character, becoming closer to you and just trying, Lord God, just to allow his light to shine through us. Lord, and I know much of that depends on us being still and listening for that Holy Spirit's voice, which sometimes is a nudging in our spirit, which sometimes is what we would call our conscience which is just a feeling sometimes that we shouldn't do something or there's even someone that we maybe shouldn't do things with or or whatever that is, Lord God, but please let all that, just the truth of your word and what you want for us and what you want to do, let it just be so loud inside us, Lord God, that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, regardless what other people say. Lord, I also want to pray, Lord, for those people that are in our lives, Lord, that we have trouble with, the people in our lives, Lord God, that maybe have a tendency to, or for us to allow ourselves to be drawn away from you with them, Lord, not their fault. But I just pray that you would just give us the grace to move in a different direction, that you would give us the ability to step out of a, temp, a tempting situation, whether that's with someone else, whether that's at home or at night or, or whatever it is, steer us away from that and let us stay with what is good and what is right. And to focus on the things that are noble and true and praiseworthy, just like you tell us to. Lord, I love you. I lift up all those things going through all my sisters' minds right now in their hearts and their lives. I lift up all of our family members. Lord God, I just lift them up to you, Lord. I love you. I need you. I need you. I need you for every single breath and every single day. Lord, please, last thing, I just praise you. And just please remind us that everything that's truly good and wholesome and wonderful is from you and we are to be so glad that you saved us. Thank you, sweet Jesus. I love you. Please come upon this time. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Oh, sorry, let me let these guys in. Dang it. Hi, guys, how are you? So, Michelle, with what you have today, how long would you say that is? I can't hear you. Sorry about that. Um, I think I'm going to talk about 17 minutes. Okay, so when I ask Michelle time, she'll go, well, I've timed it, and it's seven minutes and 40 seconds. Like, but she'll say about seven minutes and 40 seconds. I go, that's not about. That's not about. Um, okay, well, cool, because I, I, I want to talk about something real fast before you get started. And you guys, I want your response, okay? So listen, in, at, at the end of this month, I'm going to do like a little workshop, okay? And it's going to be for anyone that wants to come. My goal is always, you know, showing people Jesus and lifting them up and making it be practical, but also fun. And just like, this can be who we are without us having to change things. Cause we think being a Christian has to look a certain way. You know what I mean? I want to reach people that don't know Jesus. I want to reach them. I want to pull them in. And then, you know, we, we want to disciple them, so to speak in in a way. And so one of the things that God has brought to my mind for this workshop, and I just want, want you to say, yeah, that sounds good or no, or, or would that, um, you know, draw people in. It's actually two things, but I want to start with the first one. And um, the one he's brought to me is bitterness. Like the workshop would be on how to get rid of bitterness. And I might find a better title or adjective. But that being said, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you think you will get no one 
That is so not sexy. That is so not fun. Or do you think you would be like, you know what? I actually am so bitter. Any thoughts? Okay, Lisa says yes. I mean, like, unmute yourself just like a few seconds. Tell me yes or no. Yes. Okay, that's two yeses. Anyone else? And with Charlene, yes. Okay. I'm better, yes. Okay, all right. See, because I think it's so good. I just think that word bitterness, and please just, please know my heart with this, it's just not sexy. You know what I mean? It's like we want something that looks pretty and fun and bright. So I might think of a different adjective. The other one brought to my mind is um, the, the level of, like we've never, the world has never been more offendable than they are right now. And so then God brought that other one. And maybe that's a different one, but um, I got a ton on the offendable stuff. Like it is so much fun and I laugh and it makes me so happy. So it's one of those two things. So I'm actively praying about those. But here's the thing. Being offended is almost like a more outward thing. You know what I mean? And But being bitter, it's so internal. And I feel that bitterness is like one of those... Um, like 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 a infection that you really don't know is there. And then over time it like starts to grow and then it starts to bug us, then it starts to swell, and then it starts to be all red and goop, goopy and pussy. Sorry, I said to say that. Um, so uh I, I'm going to pray about both of these, but um I feel like bitterness maybe needs to go, although I'll give it a beautiful, cute, uh, well, cute, that's gonna be hard name. Um, any other thoughts on that before we move on? I like the name bitterness because it it is what it is, right? Okay. How to deal with bitterness, how to fight bitterness, how to conquer bitterness, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I understand. And and um I think it's huge. And and if I can just give you one little piece of this, um, if you've ever, if you know who Corey Tinboom is, um, like amazing. But if you don't, I would love, will someone write in Corey Tinboom? Just, just like it sounds, um, you know, she was, um, you know, in like a Nazi camp and watched her sister die before her, Betsy. And um, she ends up meeting, this is just a little bit, she ends up meeting one of her captors later on when she was preaching. He had accepted Jesus and came to see it as part of the story in the book. And I forgot I had read it and I went and read over that part and I'm bawling my head off. And it's like, he beat her and they starved them and, and they would humiliate them, all this kind of stuff. And he reached his hand out to her and said, do you forgive me? And, and so like, I'm going to like kind of catapult off that. So if you're not familiar um, with that book, it's God, the, the title has escaped me at the moment. It's in my bedroom. But um, if Corey Timboom can, with the help of Jesus, forgive that man and all, you know, for all that was happened to them, I have this feeling that through Jesus, we can get past, hmm, that's probably not a good word. We can have a healthier way of living with what has happened to us instead of keeping that anger and hate with, with this thing. And, and, and so my, my whole thoughts on that, and I'm almost done, is just whether that's death, whether that's someone being taken from us, whether that's unfair, you know, ness, um, all of the things, the things people have done to us in our past, I feel that through the grace of God, that is the way we move forward. That's the way we become free. And that's the way, the hiding place. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it, Ashley. And um, 
I just think that that's the direction we're supposed to go with that little thing. So I appreciate your feedback. If you have anything else you want to share with me, like type it in. Um, but I would appreciate, would you pray about that, please? Because I don't want to scare anybody off and I want to make it fun enough to where like they don't feel like, you know, but I want to give them good concrete Jesus stuff, which I think we can mesh it all. I really, really do. Okay. Thank you so, so much. All right. I'm going to pop, I'm going to, and let Melissa, uh, Michelle come in. Who, what's your name? Something with the hair? Sorry. That lady. with the hair. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I'm going to pass over to Michelle. All right, I love y'all. Perfect. Thank you so much. And Mindy, I think that's great. And ladies, that will be on September 22nd. I'm not going to give you the exact time, but it'll be in the PM. So that way the ladies that are working during the day or have obligations can attend that as well. Oh, real, real fast. I'm sorry. To add on, that is for anyone and everyone, just so you know, you guys just say, Hey, come to this with me. Are right, my friends doing this on bitterness? Uh, just invite anyone and everyone. Perfect. And there will be a separate link for that. And Delana will be getting that information out to all yes. of you. And I also will put that on Slack. So speaking about Slack, really super quick. Um, will it be recorded? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, we recorded and it'll be like the other ones that we did. So if even if you or your friends can't come, it will be recorded and that recording will be emailed out to you. I believe she's going to do it that way. She's done it that way in the past. Great question, Lisa. Okay, so talking about Slack. So I just wanted to let you know this morning I added a new channel, as you all can see if you have your device with you, and it's called Ideas and Help. So I know Brenda had a really great idea about the studies and the way the color that it was printed out. Um, and I know Patty had a question saying, I saw this email about a free grief journal. Where can I find that? So those kinds of questions, I'm going to encourage you to put those under ideas and help. Or if you have comments or concerns about something, I name the channel and give you a description of what it is about. I will get back to you within 24 hours. And if I don't get back to you, send me another message because maybe for some reason I deleted it, which I've been known to, to do before is delete messages. And if I personally don't know or can't answer, I will tag Mindy and she'll be able to get in there and to answer those questions. So I want to make sure we have a great way that we can be organized and that we can be helping each other out. So that is about Slack. I wanted to give a shout out to Arlena. She starts her new job today. So our prayers are with you. We have a new babe. She's not on today. I sent her a message this morning. Her name is Teresa. So we'll be looking for her in our Facebook group so you can be welcoming her to the group. Um, Leslie Ann, I don't know if you all are too familiar with her. She's not on during the day, but she is getting married this weekend. So pop over to our Facebook group and you'll see, I think she had something in there. She announced that she's getting married this weekend. And then I just want to let you know a couple of things. We are doing our attributes. Study. So has everybody been able to locate this? You can just give me a head nod or a no. It is in our membership site. I did put it in Slack. If it's something I can easily stick into Slack, I will. Otherwise, I'm going to direct you to the membership site. But I talked about this book, I believe, a couple of weeks ago, Show Me Your Glory. And I think this book just really, really pairs well with our attribute study. I have read it before. So this is the book. What I did is I downloaded the book so I could be listening to it as I'm on walks and different things. And Tom Parks, I don't know if you've ever listened to him narrate Christian books before, but I just like listening to his voice. It's just comforting to me. Yes, I do speed him up to like 2.5 because he does talk 
kind of slow sometimes, but I really, really do appreciate um, listening to this as well. So if you're able to download, download this for free through the Libby app, I know all of you can't get that, but it is, I think it really is one of the books that are worth your while and that you're going to go through and you're going to mark up. So I just wanted to mention this book. And then if you're unable to come on Wednesdays, but you still want to have a sense of community and being together, I want to let you all know we have our Bad Girls of the Bible. We started it on Monday. And if you can come each week, that's great. If you can come one side of the 12 weeks, or I think we're 10 weeks, that's great as well. It is such a great time that we can just connect with each other. We can see each other. We can talk to each other. And if Hannah doesn't hang up on us, we can stay after and talk with each other. (laughs) Just kidding, Hannah. Okay. So today I wanted to talk about anxiety. And you can take this all with a grain of salt, like with anything that I say, and I am going to be giving you scripture. You're more than welcome to look up the scripture. <laughs> and I had a little laughy face. Um, you're more than welcome to look up the scripture later if you want to take notes. But I'm going to encourage you to have your Bible, to have your Bible open. No, I'm not going to have us turn to any place in the Bible, but I just love whenever I talk about God's words, just to have it open and just pray for Anxiety may be something that you're like, you know what, I don't have any issues or I don't know anyone that's anxious about anything. So maybe this doesn't pertain to you, but it's always good just to have just a reminder out there what God says, who he is and who he, who we are as his daughters. So I looked up some definitions this morning. Can you all hear me? Okay. My fans going high. Um, So starting on September 1st, this is funny. So every year on September 1st, I turn the air off. I'm in Minnesota. Usually it's cool enough. Today, right now, it's 82 degrees in my house and it's 86% humidity because I have my little thing. So my fans go in full blast. So sorry if it's so loud. Um, okay. So I looked up, said fear. It says an intense emotion reaction to a legitimate present danger. And then it said anxiety is an intense emotional reaction, usually that of dread to perceived, anticipated, or future danger. It says clinical anxiety can involve symptoms such as trembling, shaking, restlessness, sleep problems, fatigue, anger, depression, um, worry is a non, well, this is my interpretation. Worry is a non-technical, non-clinical term for anxiety. And concern, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this before, but concern is a Christianese word for worry. So anxiety, worry, concern. I think sometimes when we um, are walking the Christian walks, like, oh, I'm never anxious or I don't worry. I'm just concerned. Oh, ladies are kind of all the same thing. And then panic, we know, is the negative behavior reaction to being overwhelmed for fear and anxiety. Um, We have the a obsessive compulsion disorder condition, which the subject tries to observe or obsess thinking about engaging in repetitive behavior, such as hand-washing, counting, cleaning, double-checking. There was a point in my life, and I won't go into it, that I had OCD and I would lock the front door like 20 times and I couldn't stop myself. I'd get up in the middle of the night and just keep on locking the door to make sure. So all these things, and I, I will encourage you that if you think you might have OCD or if you're suffering from clinical anxiety, and that is not what I'm going to talk about today, but I really, really, really am going to urge you to see a Christian counselor, psychiatrist, psychologist. Um, I think when it comes to those type of things, it's 
it's so important that you have other people that can be helping you with that. And you might need medication, you might not, but just having a trained professional. So I just want to throw that disclaimer out there. And the reason why I'm talking about this, my daughter, she has anxiety. She has since she was a little pumpkin. Um, when she was four years, well, maybe not four, maybe she was five because her brother was three. Um, if he played in the front yard, I always was out there with my kiddos. If he was in the front yard, she would get so anxious and nervous. It's like, he's going to get hit by a car. He's going to run to the thing. And then, so if he would go to the front door, she's like, he's going to go outside. He's going to go outside. And this is my little pumpkin at five. So now she's 25 and we've worked and we've managed it. And she's had therapists and counselors and different things. She's been going through a lot of anxiety lately. Um, she has a lot of things going on and I won't go into all the details. And so being the mama bear, I, she doesn't want me just to come to her and say, well, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. You know how that goes. So what I like to do is I like to listen to sermons. I like to read books. I like to write ideas down or like a book that I got for her. I will tell you, it is a pretty good book. It is Anxious for Nothing by Max Licato. She takes it in her, her bag um, when she goes to work. So I don't have it. I just wrote it down. But that is a good book. And just do a little research. Maybe it's not the book you're looking for. There's so many great books out there. But I do recommend that you find a Christian author. Um, she's going to a counselor right now. And she just started with this new person. And she was doing a couple via Zoom because of the work schedule and everything. And I don't know this lady. I don't know her counselor. She's not a Christian counselor. I'm not saying Christian counselors. If you're not a Christian, that you're bad. That isn't what I'm saying. So please note that. But the counselor gave her first time meeting her, gave her, I mean, via Zoom, she gave her two prescriptions, one for everyday anxiety and one when she's feeling really, really overwhelmed. And I said, sweetie, let's, let's think about this. Maybe you should see her first. So within half an hour, this lady gave her two prescriptions. And so that's what kind of orchestrated me writing some notes down. I listened to um, Dr. Charles Stanley. I don't know if you all are familiar with him. I see, yeah, head shaking. He's really good. Uh, you can look him up online. I listen to Faith Radio every day and he always has a sermon on there. So he had a sermon and I recorded it and I pushed pause. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about. A lot of this, well, 95% I'm going to say today is coming from his sermon with some mama words added in there and some other things crossed out. Um, so that's what we are. One thing I know, and I will get into my talk, trust me, is just, eat, we all know this, eating healthy, getting the right sleep. Um, I was, because I could kind of hear, because my daughter was here when she was on therapist and she didn't say anything about eating healthy. And my daughter, if she doesn't work out, she feels anxious. And I said, just, you just need to move your body. You don't have to have the workout, you know, just let's start right here. And as far as like screen time, so you guys all know all that. So now I'm going to come on the side of anxiety on a biblical view. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. So our emotions, our emotions really are a gift from God. And they really can carry a lot of influences in our lives. You know, sometimes we express them towards others with joy, happiness, peace, kindness, goodness. Other times our emotions express, our expressions are brutal, they're harsh, they're hurtful. So as our emotions ebb and flow through the ups and downs of our life, 
we have to remember that the Father gave us emotions that so we could enjoy life and express our inner being to others. So I think the problem arises when our emotions control us instead of us controlling them. And like I said, you probably all know this. This is just my, my mama bear talking to my baby bear here. And so throughout scripture, we see many people expressing their emotions. These are some discussions I've had with my daughter. As you know, I said, Saul was jealous of David in 1 Samuel 18, 6 through 9. Hannah expressed great sadness and cried out to the Lord in 1 Samuel 1, 10. Elijah, supposedly a powerful man of great faith and strong courage, confessed numerous times in scripture that he was afraid. In 1 Kings 19, 2 through 4. And when you look at the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus shares three different times with those gathered to listen. He says, Don't be anxious. Do not be anxious. Don't be anxious in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. So this isn't a new concept. And a lot of people say, Well, kids now are so much more anxious or this or that. It's been along, it's been around since the beginning of time. Um, Dr. Charles Stanley said he took a survey seeking to find what emotion was most prominent in people's thinking. And he said, by far, anxiety was the number one. People were anxious about their jobs, their health, their financial situations, their families, their schoolings, relationships, the way that the direction of the nation is going, the leadership, just anything you can think of that people are getting anxious about. So there's no doubt that we live in an anxious and uncertain time. And uncertainty is a key word when it comes to being anxious. So when we're struggling with anxiety, we're uncertain about what is going on in the present moment, uncertain about how life is going to play out in the future, or uncertain about the impact of the past in our lives. So anxiety in itself is not a sin. It is a normal response to the uncertainty we face in situations that play out before us in everyday life. So the issue is what you do with those anxieties and how long you're going to let them live within you. I think gaining control of this destructive emotion is key to living the God-intended life for us. And just to let you all know that I did ask my daughter if I could mention her throughout this. And she said, yeah, that was fine. So I don't want you to think I'm talking about her. Um, but she's been anxious and it was, it was two months before she finally did something, you know, I gave her the attribute study and got the book for her. And that's one of the reasons why I downloaded, um, this book. So she could be thinking about that and trying to help her with some different things. So I just said, honey, how long are you going to let this control you? You're not controlling your anxiety. You're letting control every aspect of your life. So anxiety, what is it? Um, If you've ever experienced it in your life, you know firsthand the deafening, the wide range of the thoughts and the feelings associated with this motion be really difficult. So before we go any further, I just wanted to define anxiety. And I know I talked about it above. This is what Dr. Charles Stanley said. He said, an apprehensive uneasiness or nervousness, usually over an impending or anticipated ill, an abnormal and overwhelming sense of apprehension and fear often marked by physical signs, tension, sweating, increased pulse rate. You can keep on adding to that, I'm sure. But by doubt concerning reality and the nature of a threat and by self-doubt about one's um, capacity to deal with it. So that's what he said. So when we think in terms of anxiety, we're really thinking the terms of dread, apprehension, uncertain. 
you know, I think that there's three main areas where this uncertainty comes to play in our life. And I'm sure you all can guess what they are. Something that we're uncertain about that's going on in our lives currently. Something that has happened in the past. And things that are going to happen in the future. So the present, the past, and the future. But I think the bottom line of all those feelings of the dread, apprehension, and uncertainty comes down to one thing. The fear of being of not being in control. So if there's something beyond our control and we feel uncertain about the outcome, that's going to create anxiety within us. So the New Testament, the word anxiety means distracted or pulled apart. I encourage all of you, if you don't have concordance, I know Brenda does hers online. I'm not that crafty yet, but I have my big book that I look different words up. But it says that it's being pulled apart. So it's going to create stress within you. And that stress, whether we realize it or not, is going to have profound effects on our lives. I told the ladies on Monday, I was feeling a little bit snarky. I um, mean, just to pray for me. And part of it is my daughter. I know she's has so much anxiety and I just feel her just, I appreciate that she's talking to me and I love that she's talking to me, but sometimes for me too, it can be overwhelming. And I thought, am I fearing about her talking to me? So I've had to give that to God as well. So it just kind of leaks all over your life and everything that you touch. So the source of our anxiety, um, it is something that, so what is the source? So does, is it something that we create within ourselves? Does it originate with God? I think it's important to understand that anxiety is not from God. He didn't create it, 2 Timothy 1.7. So if God didn't create anxiety, where does it come from? Like we know there's so many different things that can cause anxiety in your life. Um, there are distressful things that are naturally going to cause or create anxiety, waiting test results from your doctor, losing a job, losing your source of income, you know, our spouses. There's just so many different reasons that we can be feeling anxious. You know, there are times anxiety originates with wrong thinking in our minds, not trusting fully in God and his word, and not taking every word captive to the obedience of Christ. That really is, it's 2 Corinthians 10, 5. And that is something that I have worked so hard to do is just to take every thought captive. And third, there's times when anxiety originates from something we don't even realize. Um, we can be anxious about something and not even know what it is. I don't know if that's ever happened to you all. There has been times in my life when I knew that God was speaking directly to me and trying to show me something, but I couldn't figure out right away what he was saying and what was happening, what he was trying to reveal. It seemed like the harder I tried to figure out his will, the more I didn't understand. I don't know if that's just me or if you all have experienced that as well. So I know for me, for a brief period of time, I would become a bit anxious saying, okay, Lord, why do you, what are you trying to tell me? Why are you showing me this more clearly? You know, I didn't want to miss his will and because I was uncertain and I was awaiting his leading, you know, I battled that same anxious thought you do when you're faced with uncertainty, you know, but I didn't let that anxiety take up residence in my life and neither should you. So regardless of anxiety source, dealing with it head on is so important. You know, whether the emotional anxiety itself is not a sin, it shouldn't last. It shouldn't continue. It shouldn't have a negative effect. We must be willing to face up and deal with our anxiety thoughts and our feelings. Anxiety is simply a reaction to some 
circumstance in your life. And when God tries to reveal the truth to you regarding that circumstance or situation, that's your number one priority. So when God sees something going on in your life that needs instruction or correction, you need to give it to him with your undivided attention. So there are countless sources, like I said, for anxiety, anything can cause it. So while the emotion in and of itself is not seen, dealing with it proper fashion. The reasons to avoid anxiety. I know you all know this. Once again, this is me writing to my daughter. Um, Many reasons why we should avoid it. Anxiety goes against scripture. So in Matthew 6, 25 through 34, like I said, Jesus says three times in this one passage, do not be anxious, do not be anxious, do not be anxious. So for those of us who are believers, we affirm that we believe in God and his son, Jesus, that he loves us unconditionally and has made promises to meet our needs, and that he is a God who keeps his word. So if all this is true, then living a life filled with anxiety doesn't fit who we are as daughters, right? Daughters of the King, King and the Lord of Lords. We must deal with anxiety because it will breed all sorts of discouragement and defeat in I gave this to my daughter just to help her to know who she is, who our God is, and that we can trust him. You know, anxiety will have a negative effect, like I said, in every area of your life. There's so many ways um, that has a negative effect, and I won't go into all those different ones, but it really divides your mind. It's a distraction. It pulls you in so many different directions that you can't concentrate and focus. And whatever divides your mind diverts your attention from most important matters. Anxiety slows down your productivity. So whatever you're doing, if you're anxious about it, it will slow you down. If your mind is divided and preoccupied by anxiety, you can't give your full attention and your energy to what you should be focused on. Anxiety affects your personal relationships. I think you you all know, I won't go into detail on that. Um, It leads to unwise decisions. So when a person is anxious, they have the tendency to jump ahead. I don't know. I don't want to miss it. Um, this my daughter has a, a new suitor and um, she's on the fence about him. And she's like, well, I should date him. I'm 25 now, but what if he's my last chance? What if? And she's just anxious and it's leading her to someone six months ago said, I don't ever want to date that guy to dating him saying, well, now should I marry him? And so it just leads to unwise decisions and you can put your own scenario in there. And it really just steals your peace and your joy. See, my daughter, she's such a beautiful, joyful girl. And she just, just has all this anxiety. She just doesn't feel peaceful. She doesn't feel restful. You know, to have peace means bound together, whereas anxiety means just to pull apart. So you either can have one or the other, but you can't experience both. And I know as as mamas and just as women, we don't want people to experience that anxiety and to live in that. And my daughter wasn't keen on this one when I told her, but I said, anxiety, it's a terrible waste of time. (laughs) I know that wasn't received well and it wasn't helpful for her. But when you're frustrated, you're anxious and you're uncertain about things, you can't do your best. You're not going to feel your best. And it's going to lead to consequences you really and truly don't want in your life. God doesn't want us living with anxiety. So when I think about all the things that I've mentioned, I can't imagine living my life that way. 
Anxiety, anxiety divides your mind, diverts your attention, slows your productivity, um, affects your personal relationships, leads to unwise decisions, steals your joy, steals your peace. It's a waste of time, waste of energy. So I don't want that in my life. And I don't want that in any of your lives as well. So anxiety and the effects on your life. So I just wanted to throw this out there for her because she is young. You know how sometimes they think they're going to live forever and she doesn't have to know all this. But I just said, it's hurting your health. So imagine you're a psychiatrist. I told her, and you spend eight hours every workday listening to people pour out their heartaches, their problems, and their burdens. And you listen to the same people share the same thing week after week. I think no matter how wise or well-trained you are in your diagnosis and your treatments, removing the anxiety isn't going to happen without God's help and intervention. And that's Jeremiah 30, 17a. And I truly and honestly believe that, yes, you need to go to a counselor. Yes, if you need medication, I'm not saying that, but I think God has and should always be part of that equation. So like I said, the medical doctors sometimes can give you something to quiet you down, but God created us to live an abundant life with joy, peace, and activity not quieted all the time. I can see that my daughter taking the medicine, which has been taking it now for three, three weeks, I think. And I just like, where's my, my, my girl that's, oh, that's now just, oh, so I know we're going to work on the doses in there, but I just, I don't know. I think for the person who is continuing trouble with anxiety, it really, it becomes a real disorder in your life, you know? There's so many different things. I'm sure many can go into all this, but the cardiovascular disease, the heart rate, hypertension, headaches, um, ulcers, skin disease, crisis, um, eczema, acne, weakened immune, all that kind of stuff. And I know you're saying, can anxiety really cause all that? Yeah, it really can. And that's why people who deal with anxiety day in and day out, that's what they say in that research that Dr. Charles Stanley said. And like I said, there's so many different books in print from godly men and women who can tell you about um, people that they've counseled and the things that have happened to them physically. So, so much of it can be traced back to this matter of anxiety. So when anxiety clears up, physical things begin to clear up. So that's the way God created our bodies. He made this body, your body, to function properly. And when I'm not thinking right and I'm full of uncertainty, dread, fear, and frustration, it's going to affect my body. Oh, Julie, look at that sweet baby. (laughs) She's got her way turned around. And my daughter, um, she missed some days of work and she became physically sick. And it was because of her anxiety. And so part of it is like, honey, you need to deal with this. We need to learn how to deal with this. You can't ignore it. It's just really, it's not going to go away by itself. So it can cause you to be physically sick. So dealing with anxiety. So now that I talked about what it is, why we should avoid it, devastating effects it can have on our health. Let me ask you a few questions, rhetorical. How are you dealing with your anxiety? Remember anxiety, your worry, turning it to a Christian word saying, I'm just concerned. How are you dealing with that? Is there something you take or some relationships you depend on to get you through? Are you just ignoring your anxious thoughts and feelings, hoping they just go away on their own? Um, Many people I meet choose to fret continually about their troubles instead of turning their attentions 
and their permission to God. They remain uneasy about the future, unable to think about anything other than the difficult challenges that are before them. So these fears are really overpowering and often feel insurmountable. So I think it's so important as I call us kingdom women, you know, we love Jesus. We know whose we belong to. It's so important. I can't imagine going through a life of anxiety or fear, whatever it is, without knowing God. So God has put us all on here just to talk to others, no matter where you are, just that smile, just I don't know. I can't imagine people not having God in their lives when they're going through all this. So in Matthew 6, 25 through 34, Jesus teaches us about worry and God's provision for us. He didn't deny that anxiety existed, but he pointed out two significant truths that are important for us to know. The first, fear achieves nothing of value. Trust in God diminishes fear. And I think you all know this. There was a time that I was going, <laughs> I would say, a terrible obstacle um, in my life. I couldn't understand why I was struggling, why I was so agitated. Everything in my life seemed to be going well. I just recall repeatedly praying to the Lord to help me to trust Him more. But for whatever reason, I just couldn't break through that impossible wall that kept me from fully relying on Him and Him alone. So I asked some of my friends who I know are good Christian women. I asked them, I said, just help me and pray for me. Um, I knew they'd give me excellent counselor. I encourage you, if you don't have a mentor in your life, find someone who is a mentor and then find someone, a mentee as well. And those ladies, they just committed to staying with me in prayer, um, discussing the events that I was having issues with until the father showed us what was going on and where my underlying anxiety was coming from. And that could be done for a counselor as well. But you don't know what you don't know about yourself. So none of us do. So uncovering the hidden wounds and anxieties of our lives requires the work of the Holy Spirit, who is able to examine and minister to us. Romans 8, 26 to 27. So trust him to reveal those secret places of pain in you and to deal with your anxiety once and for all. Almost done, ladies. Thank you for hanging on. So God's solution for anxiety. Paul, we all know about Paul. He knew a lot about anxiety when you think about everything he went through. He had hardships, trials, imprisonments, beatings, suffering, persecution, um, you can go ahead and go to Philippians 4, 4 through 7, if you want to read more about everything that Paul went through. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So you can look to this passage that was penned by Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to find God's solution for anxiety or worries that you face. So first, you, you must acknowledge what you're anxious, worried, or concerned about. You have to be willing to be honest with yourself and admit that you're struggling with anxiety if you are. So as long as you ignore it, it's going to poison you and it's going to take a toll on your life. So be willing to find the courage to face your anxieties and your worries head on. Bring your concerns to the Father in the spirit of thanksgiving. Remember that the Lord is always near. Come before him with thanksgiving 
expressing gratitude to him for being, being your God, loving you unconditionally, hearing your prayers, understanding exactly where you are, and being willing to be ready to help you. Three, let your requests be made known to God. Tell God everything. Share with him your anxieties, your worries, your fears, your uncertainties. Ask him to help you overcome this once and for all. And I think this one is so important. Just believe that he loves you. Know that he hears your prayers and he promises to help you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Trust that he has the power and the provision to accomplish what you ask. Remember, all are all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipotent, omnipresent God has provided all you need to overcome your anxieties. That's why this is so important. Grab this out if you know someone that's having some anxiety about some different things and just give them attributes to go over. So just rest in the peace and knowledge that God will give you the victory. The Father will exchange your anxiety for his peace. He will cover you and protect you with it. So anxious thoughts and situations are going to always present themselves in this life. But how long you hold on to that anxiety, that's the key. So whatever you're going through, I promise that if you'll take the passages from Philippians that we read, um, meditate on it, ask God to work in your heart. He promises he will give you peace. It surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4, 7 again. You know, I've watched him do it time and time again in my own life. And I know he's going to do it for you as well. So you don't have to live in anxiety unless you choose to. That's your choice. I pray the Father will help you overcome your anxiety and lead you to victory once and for all. If you're willing to trust him, he will set you free. Thank you, Dr. Charles Stanley. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this babe's call. This is just an example of one of the things we do within our weekly calls. And I know that not everyone can get on the phone or get on a Zoom call or, you know, however you're going to connect at 11 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. But just know there are many other things that we do. We'd love to have you. Why don't you check out the Bible Babes? And I pray that this episode somehow, some way uh, gave you hope or guidance or ideas or thoughts or things to just sort of help clear away the thing that seems to have become so rampant in our life and, and in our society and it's anxiety or it's how anxiety runs in our head. And I just pray that this will be a help to you. Thank you. <laughs>